Hello and welcome to Beggars Now, our weekly podcast. A very strange and unusual year is coming to an end and with it, um, we're inviting our experts here to have a look at this past year with us. And with me today is Dr. Thomas Kellein, the head of our Art Consult. Hi Thomas, how are you? I'm very fine, thank you very much Aurelia. It's nice to see you, we didn't have a lot of chances to get together this year. Yeah, um, Thomas, just to get sort of in medias res, um, we're looking back at many months of very, very unusual tendencies, of course, tremendous measurements had to take place to, to keep the coronavirus under control. This has affected all the markets. We have taken close looks at the diverse financial markets here. Um, for the art world and for the art market, if you dare to take a very general review of 2020, what would you say? How was the year? In the beginning, we all thought, so beginning in March, that uh, the virus, the pandemic, would cause a sort of break. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be an interruption for maybe one month, two months, three months. Mm -hmm. And then we realized during the summer at the latest, and now in, also in the fall, um, that it is something like a cultural crisis. It is um, the necessity to reconsider many, many things. It is even a necessity to speak uh, about a reset. Mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning, we realized that uh, almost no fair could take place this year. Right. It started with Hong Kong, it continued with Basel, it continued uh, with uh, Paris, with London, and even Miami. None of these major fairs uh, were taking place. The museums were closed. The galleries for months were closed. Yeah. And then even the auctions couldn't take place. Uh, but we realized, although there was a heavy loss of income for the museums as well as the galleries, uh, the market seemed to survive. Mm -hmm. uh, this was a good sign. Uh, already in June, the auction houses, the major auction houses were catching up. And uh, they kind of invented almost sensational new digital formats. Uh, a, a major auction, a major evening sale today is like a major television show. Right. Uh, that is broadcasted globally. You have to get up at 1.30 in the morning to have an auctioneer in London who is uh, connected to New York as well as to Hong Kong. And then, surprisingly, the prices are still going up. Mm -hmm. uh, you still have new auction records. Obviously, the buyers are eager still to be in the market and still to bid and still to get the works. Mm -hmm. So it is sort of a break uh, that uh, needs a consideration uh, more deeply than mm -hmm. just uh, loss of income. Right. Thomas, you mentioned um, the fairs, for example, right? And, and, and here with our Art Consult team, this is a, a very regular and typical thing that we do with our clients and, and friends and clients of the bank to visit these fairs. And they are a major instrument for the art market, of course. And past the fact that the galleries had to close, now they're kind of reopening again. They moved a lot of their um, their transactions online. A certain transparency also has has moved into the art market with that, of course. We talked about that in previous episodes when you were here. However, just looking at the art market as a whole, um, the I'm going to put that in air quotes, the damage that, for example, the lack of the fairs have done to the market how would you, what's your consideration? Do you think that it was, okay? were people able to balance that out again? Or is this really just a lost year in, in many ways? 
If you look at the very heavy competition and increased competition, mm -hmm. uh, you have to realize that those galleries who are able to digitalize uh, all their formats, mm -hmm. uh, who speak to the artists and you can see what uh, they are discussing, Uh, as much as the fairs are trying to have regular broadcastings of discussions, sure, yeah. I think this does uh, very well compensate uh, the so-called damage. Mm -hmm. uh, it is new formats that uh, are just very well made and you, you feel very well informed. You even feel sort of almost closer to the artist in some way. Mm -hmm. Uh, we as uh, the Bergos Berenberg Art Consult, we do not, for instance, visit fairs any longer, at least not this year. However, we go to the artists directly. Mm -hmm. We speak to them. We are accompanied by colleagues and uh, in particular by our clients, by the collectors. Yeah. So we also try to uh, do something for the clients. Uh, the, the contact to the artist personally is what really counts. Right. And at the same time, We speak of a damage and it is justified to do so. We realize there is a very, very strong interest in new subjects. Mm -hmm. what, what, could you name some of them? I think uh, the number one subject this year um, has to do with the uh, very strong and uh, irreversible discovery of racism. We have racism, we had racism, mm -hmm. I think, not only for centuries, but for several thousand years. Mm. Uh, we had uh, slavery in all cultures. Mm. There is a German who has uh, written a 700 pages book, uh, which is the global history of slavery. And uh, the gentleman, Michael Zeuske, he's telling you that in all the entire Arab world, in the entire European world, and not only in Africa, Latin America, and United States of America, there was and there is uh, slavery. Mm -hmm. So uh, artists are extremely aware of this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say almost more uh, or at the same, you know, on the same level that many of the victims are. It is really a question, how can we live on this planet uh, with sort of classes of people of which one class is not allowed to even have their own identity, right, yeah. which is the core problem of slavery. You, you steal somebody's identity by uh, giving the person as property to somebody else right. or to put the person at work without um, a regular fair income, etc. Mm -hmm. The other subject is um, planetarian art. So the question... What do we do with the planet that is obviously our home? It's right. not just a planet with beautiful skies and beautiful waters and beautiful mountains. No, it is our home. Uh, we have all the food from this planet. We have to travel. We have to work. Uh, we have to live here. Mm -hmm. And we are far too many people. And what we do with this planet is basically not um, sufficient if we want to survive uh, in our, let's say, apartment. And these two things, uh, racism, uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, very prominently, and uh, also the planetarian aspect of our culture, uh, this is so strongly a subject through uh, the pandemic, through the corona uh, disease, that I think this will go really far into the future. It will accompany us at least to 2030, if not even longer. Mm -hmm.
Thank you, Thomas. That's very insightful and indeed very interesting. Can I ask you about another phenomenon? Um, in the past years, of course, we've had dynamics in the art market that were almost self-perpetuating, right? The system of gallery shows and, and art fairs and, and so on. They, they fostered an atmosphere in which new artists would come to the market and often what happened was a sort of hype of let's just say mid-career to younger artists that then broke into the into the you know the big game <laughs> and there was a there was a discrepancy between who wanted the work and how much work there was and we had these incredibly hyped artists right without these major tools of the art market again gallery shows and fairs how is that dynamic changing is it changing is it still the same who are the new artists on the market this year were there some i know a couple questions wrapped into one but <laughs> that's the general topic aurelia i think this is a very important point uh, you would normally consider Uh, there are not many new discoveries mm -hmm. uh, at a time when the market seems to go down, at a time where you cannot even visit exhibitions. Yeah. However, it's almost the contrary. Mm -hmm. um, it has to do with this very, very strong uh, digitalization, the investment into everything being online. Mm -hmm. uh, the artist is almost seemingly working online you know whether the person paints sure, or yeah. works on sculpture or writes or does conceptual art um, it's immediately there you know immediately what the person is doing who is uh, supporting uh, who is not quite who is buying but you have at least the feeling okay um, if one of the three four five major galleries make the decision uh, to have the artist come to their roster Uh, then uh, it happens right. immediately within yeah. like not only days but it's almost hours mm -hmm. the prices could uh, double could even triple could even quadruple not quite quadruple however you have a very strong increase uh, and it is at least 40 50 80 100 percent increase of prices mm -hmm. uh, the same with the estates and we have almost never seen such an intensity in let's say buying through the galleries it is the galleries like Hauser and Wirtzwirne uh, first of all also still Gagosian still Pace uh, still Ropach who are very strongly behind making the younger artists uh, world celebrities and in the past you know um, in the 70s an art historian was not allowed to write a work on a living artist. The artist had to be dead to be a so-called good artist. <laughs> Then you started to write about somebody who was maybe in his late 60s, in his early 70s, or better, even in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Today you have the tendency that the artists above 60 are getting sort of bores. Sorry, I, I excuse myself for that. Um, it's an exaggeration. But the people are interested who are the people in their 40s and 50s who mm. are the world stars of tomorrow. And this is exactly what the galleries are doing and what they are hyping. And then you have to run to mm. get a piece. <laughs> um, speaking of running, let's run towards 2021. Would you dare a little view into the next year with us? I think uh, we will get younger in the art market. Mm -hmm. uh, the so-called old stuff is now already arriving at classical modern art uh, impressionism. I think uh, this market will not go up any longer. 
who people who want to sell works um, of that period about a hundred years ago to a hundred and fifty years ago they should consider selling uh, the art market internationally will be more and more contemporary, mm-hmm. more and more diverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the Metropolitan Museum of Art, which is, let's say, the, the, the so-called Vatican or the world church mm-hmm. of all the cultures of all the 5,000 years of art production, they have hired a chief diversity officer. Mm-hmm. So we have to be... Uh, very alert what are the new tendencies uh, which new cultures come in we will look at Africa we will constantly look at Asia and will be becoming aware that uh, it is no longer just New York just London just Paris or even just Berlin who uh, creates the good artists it can happen anywhere on the planet Wonderful, Thomas. Thank you so much. And we, I think with this positive note, it's a it's a good place to leave the conversation. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. For everybody listening, we wish you a wonderful weekend and we look forward to next Friday when we're back with Bergers Now. Bye-bye. <laughs>